0: Hi everyone, thanks so much for joining us for today's call, What to Do When You Need to Replace Your Records Management System. One of our speakers for today is Sean Windle. Sean is the founder and managing principal of ERP Advisors Group based in Denver, Colorado. ERP Advisors Group is one of the country's top interp- excuse me, independent enterprise software advisory firms. ERP Advisors Group advises mid to large-sized businesses on selecting and implementing business applications from enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, human capital mm-hmm. management, business intelligence, and other enterprise applications, which equate to millions of dollars in software deals across many industries each year. Quentin, Dewe- Quentin DeWitt excuse me, Quentin, uh, will also be a speaker on today's call. Quentin has been in the information technology business for over 20 years. He has led teams as an IT director, brought innovative products to the marketplace as a product manager, and led large teams as a director of technical support. Today, he provides leadership and guidance to our consulting team through a wide variety of technical knowledge, experience, and skills. He manages the ERP Advisors Group team on needs analysis, software selection, and implementation implementation services for our fire department clients, including their RMS, scheduling, CAD, logistics, HR payroll, and life safety. On today's call, Sean and Quentin will discuss the key factors you need to consider for an RMS replacement project, learn how an efficient RMS can make your department run more smoothly, and help ease your job through complete and accurate reporting, staff and equipment management, and streamlined daily operations. Sean, may I introduce you?
1: Sure, thanks Juliet. And can you yeah. hear me okay? Sure.
0: Yes, I can.
1: Perfect. 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 Yep. Okay, good. Thanks everybody for being on the call. Um I'm 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 super excited to uh to do our discussion today. Um we have uh Quentin from our team who's on the call, who's really been involved in Gosh, uh, I think about uh, five seconds ago, he just left one of the fire departments that we're working with in the Denver area. So, I mean, he's very engaged with our clients um, in in handling a whole multitude of records management systems issues. Um, And so, what we're going to do today is I'll give a little bit of an overview of RMS, just so we all kind of understand a little bit of what we're talking about, specifically related to fire. Um, and then um, I'll have some questions for Quinton, and and Quinton, if you're on the line, I'd love it if you can uh, answer those questions. You're there and uh, about ready oh, yeah. to go.
2: <laughs> yes, Perfect. I definitely am, and I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay, good, good. So, so then to start with, so so when you need to replace your RMS. Now, when we talk about RMS today, we're really referring to fire. Um, there's multiple kinds of records management systems for um uh for police, um the uh jail management systems, um RMS systems for other kinds of uh municipalities and, and, and government kind of um agencies. But today we're talking about fire departments, whether they're a part of a city or they're a separate um organization or it's an intergovernment um agreement between multiple organizations, uh really fire departments across the board. And records management system means exactly that, right? Traditionally, um, fire departments have um, have been regulated and required to track records around patient care reporting, as well as fire incident reporting and reporting that up through basically the national systems to uh, that aggregate all those records. And, and that's kind of where RMS started, right? But then over the last 15 years or so, maybe 10 years, the systems have evolved to include a heck of a lot more than just those core records to also include tasks around public safety and um, employee records and scheduling records and, you know, kind of going across the organization um, of the fire department to kind of bring together all of the records of the fire department into one system, one system called an RMS um, we've seen a lot of that. And um, and there's been some trends that Quentin, I think, is going to talk to here that have kind of led away from there being one centralized RMS to maybe more uh, best-of-breed applications, where you have different functions or different applications provide different functions across the department. So, um, a lot of changes happening um, in this industry. And Maybe what we'll do here, Quentin, is we'll jump into the questions with that context of what an RMS is. Sure, sure. <laughs> I can definitely a, give can you a little you, bit of information on that. Sure. So here's here's the first question for you. So so what is an RMS in today's technology environment?
2: Well, um as you mentioned, traditionally RMS was just for um Infers or NIFERS as they call it, which is the National Fire Incident Reporting System, um, and for patient care reports, which um, is governed by NIMSIS compliance and such. And uh, originally this was done on paper, um, and then as computer technology came into it, it started being tracked within a records management system um, that just kept track of those incidents, the details of the incidents, uh, that met with the code and and what what fire incident type it was, um, or what medical incident um, type it was. And as technology has advanced, um, more and more got added to these RMS systems. So they stopped just recording um, the fire incidents and the PCR and they expanded out to try to track all of the personnel, um, their training records. It started tracking um, different levels of compliance um, for the more complex, uh, HIPAA regulations and keeping patient care information secure. And it, it really has involved into a very complex uh, enterprise-wide type tool um, and a lot of specialty functions as well because uh, not every software system can do everything or at least not do it well. So with the addition of more complex um, NEMSIS requirements for your, for your EMS service, um, if you're doing transport, if you're doing ALS, uh, which is, um, you know, most agencies we are finding are, are heading in that direction. Um, you find yourself with a greater need for flexibility, for mobility, for, um, being able to do, uh, your reports from the station or from the the apparatus, um, or from home even potentially if, if you weren't able to do it while you're at the station. So there's a lot of flexibility in the evolving needs. even things like fleet management um, are being incorporated into RMS structure now and, and software packages or training curriculum. Um, and, and those are in turn integrated into the, the personnel profiles so that your officers, you know, you can verify that their training is, is intact, um, their training history, they have all of their, their needed medical training to, to be a paramedic, for instance, and it's right there in the same system with easy access. Uh, much less having the, the right apparatus manned for that station for that shift um, and w- what all of their certifications are so that they, you know, you have everyone you need um, and it's very easy to manage and organize in, a, in the current day uh, technology of RMS systems.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Q. And, and by the way, <clears throat> for those of you that are on the call, We'll do a transcript of the call and we'll make that available to you. Just make sure to uh, to get back in touch with us and Juliet will give you some information at the end of the call on how to get how to get that information. So, because you're you're as you can tell, um, you know we really do have a lot of capability here, which is um, uh, it's really helpful to clients on kind of um, the, what an RMS is. So thank you to you for that background. Now now here's really like the crux of the call. So. So why do agencies, fire agencies and departments change RMS? Like, what drives that whole process?
2: Well, um, there are a lot of factors that drive that process. But um, one of the main factors is that with the changing of compliance um, for specifically for transporting agencies on the Nemesis uh, side, the older tools can't keep up with the changing uh, requirements. So one of the very main factors is just being able to meet those new requirements um, from from what is required within a report. Um, another, another very important point is mobile access. A lot of these tools were originally built to be handled from a single computer at the station. And that's no longer, um, in today's technology world, of fast access, something that that's really feasible for a lot of departments. Um, And so having access from your mobile device, from your smart device, from your MDT and the apparatus, from from your laptop or wherever you happen to be, um, that's a very important factor. And the older applications can't keep up with that from a technology standpoint um, or from a security standpoint of just making sure that while you're accessing that data, it's secure. So that, those are a couple of them. Another factor is really um, reporting and analytics, um, and having a deeper look into what your department's doing, um, all of the different personnel, the incidents that are run, um, what area they were run in, uh, how many incidents of what type, you know, um, from the medical side in EMS, making sure that your procedures that your your paramedics and your uh, fire medics are doing are correct. Um, tracking of narcotics um, in your your ambulances and making sure that you have an accurate record of what was used and what call it was used on and for what patient. So all of those things are reasons that the departments are changing their RMS because older systems just aren't keeping up with with that demand um, that the current day society has. Um, and, And the departments and the public in general want to Have accurate and detailed instant reports and data as to what occurred.
1: Perfect. That makes a ton of sense. Um, So, so there's there's clear reasons why a department would change, but it's pretty scary, right? When you think about a good sized department, even a small sized department or large, it really doesn't matter of, of making a significant change here on the software that impacts not just every single person in the organization, but it could impact even the quality of service if there's if there's a problem. So there's there's got to be some real benefits here to making a change. So so Quinton, from your perspective, what benefits do you see departments get when they make an RMS change?
2: Well, there are a number of instant benefits. One one is just the first and probably most important, which is really just providing better service for, from from fire and EMS side. Um, when you're having older tools. Um, and you have less information to operate off of, you really um, are limited in the, the service you're able to provide, the response time, um, really making sure that you you know your patients potentially or, or your locations, um, and some of the newer tools are bringing benefits such as patient history where you can see if you or anyone at your department has interacted with that patient before. Um Some of the other benefits are things like just mobile access and faster access to the data um, so that you're not, uh, you know, on a really busy day, you're, you know, your staff um, or your officers are coming back to the station at the end of the shift and having to spend three or four hours doing reports um, on overtime when they could have been doing that on the apparatus, potentially on the way back to the station, um, if it was quick and efficient. So um, there is. There's the efficiency and the speed which these incidents can be entered, where it may, with your current RMS, be taking 15, 30 minutes to fill out an incident report. Sometimes for complex EMS reports, it may even take 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I've, I've heard uh, these tales many times. And with some of the new systems, uh, the benefits they're seeing are reducing those standard 15 to 30-minute um, report time to five to seven minutes. So really reducing um, the amount of time it takes and making it much more efficient. Um, also the accuracy of tracking incidents. When you're when you're writing something down um, during an incident on a, a, a notepad or on your glove or on a piece of tape, um, I've heard all sorts of ways of tracking the information for for when working with the patient or, or doing something in fire. You are there's a very large chance of losing track of the, some of that information. Maybe it gets lost. Maybe you, it's illegible. Um, and with current software, some of the benefits are just accuracy, really capturing what actually happened, who did it, when it happened, time tracking, time stamping, um, getting direct information from TAD right into the system, um, and pre-populating portions of the the report so that um, your, your personnel can really concentrate on doing their jobs rather than having to track each one of those particular pieces of information while on scene. Um, and the software in general has become much, much easier to use. It's more designed from a streamlined fashion um, to walk your personnel through the process rather than uh, being very complex and hard to understand, which, um, I've heard many times that just knowing what to put into the report is one of the hardest things. So that's another benefit. Um, Another benefit is just, um, you know, the individuals themselves, being able to reorganize their schedule. Um, You know, firefighters are on shifts um, that are usually 24 to 48 hours long at a time. Um, And getting in your vacation, getting in your time off, if there's someone sick, reorganizing scheduling um, and the roster, um, tracking those personnel. There's just a lot of efficiency that is now available with uh, new applications because they can on the fly adjust, automatically call backup, you know, people who are on call for overtime. um, If someone's out sick or they need a shift filled, um, it can rank them. There's all sorts of benefits that can be seen from just the the personnel the scheduling and the rostering side with this new technology. Um, and the other really large benefit they're gaining is the platforms are ready for the future. Some of the older platforms are just not evolving. They're not taking up the new needs of departments and and their technology that they're currently using, the integrations. Um, but the new software platforms and changing to a new platform, they are designed for the future. They're designed for mobility, security, and speed. So, those are just some of the benefits you could gain from changing your RMS. Perfect.
1: That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, you know, I think it's important to mention here, too, um, that, you know, from from a, a, a business model, right, Quentin, from a ERP advisors, ERP's Enterprise Resource Planning, and that's the software that organizations use to run their business. So an example of an ERP for fire is RMS. So um, why don't you talk to, just take a minute here and talk to how the objective kind of model of ERP advisors works so that when we have clients that are considering uh, changing software and we believe that there's benefits, sometimes the benefits aren't there, and, and how that changes our, our advice to our clients. Maybe you can talk a little bit to that.
2: Certainly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so our processes, really what we start off with is the fact that every department is different. You have similar needs. You have similar things that you're doing, but every department is not the same, and your needs can vary greatly, um, as well as the tools you're currently operating off of. So what we do generally is when we come in the door and, and work with a client um we first off we know your industry and we understand the things that you're going through and the way you have to operate in order to accomplish those those needs Um, but we do an analysis of your organization we don't just jump straight into oh let's get you a new software tool and and, uh, let's dump some money into buying this because it looks pretty Um, we actually recommend don't look at any applications to begin with don't run off look at all the websites there are well over 70 different RMS applications out there. And knowing which one's right for you is, is very confusing if you haven't done the proper steps. So what we, what we start off with is really analysis of your department, your organization, your authority, and how you operate. And we really find out what the pain points are, what problems you're experiencing with your current RMS, as well as what the risks are and what the benefits are for changing that because sometimes it's too risky to change. But without doing that analysis, we really don't have that answer. And we wouldn't give you a recommendation that, oh, you should definitely change your RMS without really taking a look. Um, And even once we have established that maybe the change is right for you, if we have established that, then we have a very procedural um, way of determining what's right for that. We don't just go and look at all the RMS packages that are out there and go, hmm, that one looks pretty or that one um, really fixes one problem. We look at it across the board. We design a document which has all of your requirements in it. And then we go through a process of finding the software packages that specifically meet those tools, uh, sorry, those requirements uh, with their tool set. So we go down that full list. We do smaller demonstrations with each tool to see if it also fits with your organization's um, sort of, uh, you know, the general outlook on, on the tool. Uh, If it's um, with your, you know, your firefighters can understand it. It's easy to use and understand from an interface perspective that the vendor really understands you as an organization um, rather than just, Uh, Here's our software package, and here's the pricing. So we go through it, and we call out the ones that really don't align with your standard practices, your general operation basis. Um, Then we go to the next step, which is once we've weeded out what you don't want, um, we have a few left that are very close to what you need. And we really go through those. We do full demonstrations of the tool. We make sure that it meets every single one of your needs. Or how it can meet that, or, or or what we can do to fill that gap if there is a gap, so that we have absolute certainty at the end of that process that we have the right software tool and that it will fix all of your problems and fill fill all of your needs. Um, once that's done, we don't stop. <laughs> we actually take it from there and we really um, work with you as as the fire department as the client um, from your side to work with your new software vendor to put it in place as you need it because by that time we're well aware of all of your needs inside and out we understand how you operate and how that differs from the department next door and we work with you and the vendor to make sure that um, the software goes into place as you need it because we have a lot of experience with software vendors we have a lot of experience with
0: implementing
2: software and we know the caveats and the pitfalls that that come up in these software implementations and how to get by them. We know the things to put in place and how to help you through the process because we're software experts and in general, firefighters and fire departments are So that's another thing we bring to the table. Um, Does does that answer your question, Sean?
1: That's perfect, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I think it's it's important that while software vendors um, will rightfully sell the benefits of their solutions, it doesn't always make sense to to implement new apps. Um, there's lots of considerations. I think Quinton talked a lot about some of the benefits that you should expect, but because every organization's different, like you said, Quinton, um, they need to make sure that it makes sense before you uh, before you go to market and 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 buy software. But 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 let's say here, maybe the last question to you here is: What recommendations do you have to? Um, departments and agencies that are looking at considering changing RMS systems?
2: Well, um, one of the, the primary recommendations <laughs> is don't call software vendors first off. <laughs> um, that is that is probably the first thing to do is don't call software vendors. Don't get into um, being sold a software product um, at the beginning. Um, the next is is that you should really determine if for you, Um, what your needs are, how you differ from other departments. Um, If you have budget for it, you know, start planning those sort of activities. Uh, Another thing is to um, really get your current data in a very clean um, format so that um, you have probably have a current RMS system um, and you have data in that system. And most likely you're going to need to either keep that data or migrate it to a new system. So having that in good shape and ready to move over to something new is a, is a big factor. And often one of the biggest factors in moving to a new system is knowing how you're going to handle your historical records. Um, and, and also be willing to look at the future. Um, that's, that's another thing um, departments often miss is, is they're looking at their current needs, what's going on today. But we would highly recommend looking to the future and understanding the, the growth that you're going to experience, uh, the changes that you're going to experience um, over the next few months and years, um, as well as, as how you're going to keep up with that as a department. Um, and then always just be willing to to look for some help if you need it. Um, and, and that's one of the things is you can, you can call us. You can set up a, a quick free call to to just speak with us. Go over what the options are and what we might recommend. We can answer your questions and and really just tell you what we would what we think that might be a good option for you.
1: Great. Right. Okay. Thank you, Q. Well, really appreciate your time today and and your insights again on um, what to do when you want to replace your your RMS. Um, it's it's a, it's a daunting process. It's very doable, and there are lots of benefits to get out of that. So, um, thank you, Quentin, for your insights. We appreciate it.
2: You're welcome. Happy to do it.
1: Yep. And Juliet, why don't we uh, pass back to you to close us out?
0: Sure. Great. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Quentin. That was a lot of important information. We appreciate your time. Um, thank you again, everyone, for joining us for today's call. And as Sean had mentioned previously, um, we will have a transcript of the call. And if you are interested, just uh, you can call us, email us, um, and we we'll would be happy to get that to you. Um, <clears throat> if you have any questions, same thing, uh, email us or call us. Our next call is demystifying the ERP selection process on Tuesday, May 8th. Um, We will discuss running a rigorous selection process that will ensure you choose the right software for your needs. Thanks again for um, joining us today, and please go to erpadvisorsgroup.com for more details, um, and we will see you next time. Thank you.